So welcome along, it's Richard Bovison here until midday today and on a story to tell, I've got Paul and Sarah from the Moonlit Poachers here. They're going to play us a few tracks in our live lounge and they're going to tell us a bit about themselves. So first of all, good morning Paul and Sarah. Good morning Richard. Good morning Richard. Ah, we're all here. Now, I have pre-recorded this from last week, okay, so, and just to let you know, we're in our separate studio, we had a slight problem with the lights and we're now literally in moonlight. We're being lit by torches from our phones. But everybody's kind of looking really we're nice. very comfortable with that. Yeah, it looks really good. So literally you are the moonlit poachers today. <laughs> which is I really always good. look better in the dark. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us about the moonlit poachers. Where, what type of music you play and how long you've been going for? <clears throat> um, what type of music do you play? Well, technically, I think we call it alternative folk. Um, whatever that quite means. Um, but yeah, kind of, um, yeah, it's rusticy. it's got a bit of soul, it's got a bit of folk, it's got a bit of blues in it. It's all original stuff. Um, and how long have we been going for? Yeah. In different iterations, I think we've started in 2016 um, with me and my, my, my pal Frank, guitar player. We made a recording with him and then we, 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 checked, we had a bigger band for a while and we made another recording. And then, what, a year and a half ago, I was very delighted that Sarah agreed to join us. So now, the last kind of year and a half, maybe, Sarah, it's been Sarah and I. I've been I. A, newer, a newer addition. Yeah, newer yeah. addition. New yeah. improved edition. Have, have you improved the kind of overall look of the band? Is that what you're trying to say? Well, I like to think so. <laughs> Hopefully. Brought some new ideas as well yeah, to the definitely. recordings. Well, you've got lots of instruments in here today. Tell us some about some of your instruments you brought in today. Okay. Uh, well, I like to describe myself as a multi-instrumentalist. And today I've brought in a bass guitar, which is actually a Fender Jazz Deluxe. Um, ooh. And I've also brought in my violin, um, which is a violin. Um, but it's handmade um, by a chap called Tim Phillips um, okay. in Wales. Um, I also do play, but not with the band, um, piano and ukulele as well. And did you bring in our secret weapon instrument? Oh, yes, I have. Oh, go on, what's this? Uh, That's for later. Uh, Some little sunbells. Okay. Yeah, you haven't seen those yet, but they will make an appearance. I I genuinely cannot wait. (laughs) So you're going to do four tracks for us today, and they're all original tracks, I believe. Uh, So who does the writing in the group then? Yeah, I do the writing, um, and then I bring the the song with the kind of lyrics and melody and structure to talented musicians like Sarah, who then um, put all the really nice, um, delightfully fancy and, and melodic and musical things. Thankfully, they, they have great imagination and can do that. That um, kind of so makes you kind of develop the sound even exactly, more. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, so I write all my own parts, so yeah. vocal parts and bass and violin. Okay, so Paul kind of does the structure of the song and then you you embellish it. Yeah, exactly. elaborate, just, embellish, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I love the word embellishment, I really do. Um, so altern- it's really difficult, isn't it, when somebody says, what type of music is it? You know, alternative folk is a really weird brand. It is a bit, yeah. You know? And it's kind of like, I say, what do you do? I was watching the film The Commitments the other day and it's like, what, what did they say? You know, what did they do? It's very much soul music, I suppose, but they yeah. did loads of other stuff as well. Um, so what kind of inspires you to go down that route of being alternative folk? Um, I mean, I don't really choose. <clears throat> I didn't choose to go down the route of being alternative folk. Just when I, when I wrote songs and the first musicians that I played with and when I played with Sarah, that's just kind of how it came out rather than me of having a great plan of I didn't 
I was just delighted that, you know, someone was listening to my songs and thought, and said, oh, I can hear a violin on this, or I can hear a bass or a guitar bit in it, or I can hear some some harmonies. So, yeah, I didn't have the idea that it would it would be alternative folk. It's just kind of turned out that way, as it were. No, I'm really, really looking forward to hearing you uh, hearing you perform today, which would be good. So kind of what's been your biggest influences then regarding writing? Songwriting-wise? Um, I mean, I like loads of stuff. Um, John Martin, kind of Nick Drake, Van Morrison. Um, I mean, I like. I was yeah. I was brought up with a lot of traditional Irish music, so the Bothy Band, Planksty, um, all that kind of yeah. The Dubliners, um, yeah, loads of stuff really. Um, yeah, that's just a, a little a little sample of what what I like. And the blues, Howling Wolf, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's, I'll be honest with you, there's lots of people that you've mentioned that I don't, I've never even heard of, Yeah, <laughs> which, is, which is great. I want to hear all these different types of things. So I suppose my background's different to Paul's. Um, my background was that my dad was not a musician, but a big music appreciator. And I was brought up listening to classical music okay. and the Beatles and Simon and Garfunkel. And uh, I just wanted to be a musician from day dot. And I was lucky enough to be brought up with Nelsie Music Centre, sitting in orchestras and learning the violin in a very classical way. Uh, Learned opera singing. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, but always loved pop as well. And uh, I got really into new wave when I was um, younger and uh, really sort of learnt to sing music harmonies. So harmony is a big area that I come from, um, both in strings and also in in vocals. Um, But I suppose my biggest musical influences are David Bowie and XTC. See, I've always been struggling with David Bowie. I was listening to some stuff the other day and and people love him to bits. I do. And I'm like, (laughs) maybe I just missed that boat. I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a big Beatles fan myself. Um, But yeah, I just kind of miss David Bowie. Or Bowie, however you want to say it. I think um, his, uh, I think some of his music is brilliantly arranged, and a lot of the piano and keyboard parts are fantastic. Um, Rick, Rick Waitman playing um, on Hunky Dory is just right. amazing. So I suppose that's what really caught my imagination originally with David Bowie. I'm going to have to listen to David Bowie a little bit more Please now. Do. I think so. So <laughs> is it Hunky Dory? Yeah, what? Hunky Dory was Hunky Dory. one of his uh, okay. early albums. Yeah. I would make a note, but my phone's being used as a torch, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make that note at the moment. But, um, okay. And I, I love, the, I think about Will I Am, for instance, and he does loads of different merges of fusions of different music. So I'm just trying to think of alternative folk matching opera. And have classical. You, and classical. Have you tried that yet? Well, when you, I heard Sarah saying, well, I knew she was a wonderful singer, but she was opera trained. I did think, ooh, oh. let's get some op- opera in the next album. <laughs> there you go. So... Talking of albums, you've released an album not that long ago, was it? Yeah, February of this year, yeah. And how's that gone? It's gone really well, yeah. I mean, we've had some lovely um, anecdotal feedback from, you know, fellow bands and um, friends and family. We've got, and you know, uh, yeah, it's done really well on Spotify, I think thousands of of likes and all we that had stuff. a lot of fun recording the album. We recorded it at a studio called The Cave yep. um, in Bath. Okay. And um, there's a lot of interesting percussion on it, actually, that we've performed ourselves. Um, some impromptu percussion instruments that we picked up and uh, had quite a giggle with recording. So, yeah. Um, One of my favourite times, I was uh, when I was 16, I did a, a week in a, a music studio, work as a apprentice type thing. 
the uh, work experience. And uh, yeah, seeing the whole process of people recording music is, is fascinating. So, yeah, well, so our album features a rain stick. Okay. Which was interesting to get to grips with. So, so. You're, you're now going to have to tell me what is a rain stick? So this summer weather is our fault for playing <laughs> for playing the rain stick rain too stick. much. We overplayed the rain stick. <laughs> um, it's kind of a very quite a large hollow tube with sort of with rain inside it, beads inside it, <laughs> okay. and you have to shake it. But right. it's quite monumentally large tube, so you have to have a bit of a technique bit behind of a it all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then we also had to create a ping noise in one of the songs and. Uh, we actually did that by having one of these um, metal kind of, it has lots of strips of metal on it. And Paul had to hold all the strips of metal up while I pinged one piece of metal in the right place at the right time. <laughs> the right time. <laughs> Very DIY. Do you know, there's, there's loads of stories about that type of thing in the past, isn't there? How you make these different sounds and, and these are exactly those types of things. So are you musicians full time? What's your scenario? I'm a fully pro musician and... Um, yeah, I'll, I arrange, I play professionally, but I also teach. So I've got 21 students at the moment that I teach. Okay, and whereabouts do you teach? Um, mainly from my home, actually. Um, sometimes I go out and teach at people, other people's homes, but mainly from my own home, um, which is actually in the Chew Valley. Oh, lovely. Yeah. yeah. Lovely Chew Valley. <laughs> what about yourself, Paul? I'm not a full-time musician, no. Um, I do a few other jobs here and there. I would love to be, but... Um... But not, not a full-time musician, no, not yet. And what about gigs? How, do you do many gigs around this area? Yeah, we do, yeah. We've had a few great gigs. I mean, we played in Glastonbury, we played in Bath, what, a month or so ago at the Electric Bar. That was brilliant. That was a really nice venue and a really nice gig. We've got some gigs coming up um, locally, a couple in Bristol. Uh, when It's the 20th, 20th of August. We've got one at the Bristol Fringe. And then in September, we're playing at the Golden Lion um in bristol but we're always looking for bath gigs and yep. we love playing in like bath playing as well bath, yeah. yeah yeah i mean this goes out across the whole of wiltshire as well so yeah uh, wiltshire and somerset and beyond as the phrasing goes yeah. um so yeah you know if anybody does want to book you they'll have a listen to how you're going to sound fairly sure, shortly yeah. yeah which is uh, yep. which is really nice <laughs> now if somebody's looking to start off in the music world um have you got any advice for how people would start either songwriting or becoming a musician so let's do the musician part first yeah so i think paul and i probably would have very different advice because we come from very different backgrounds yeah, definitely. um mine is a very um sort of traditional music background i suppose um, I like to, when I teach, I feel it's really important to learn to read the music, but also to learn to improvise. And I also do a bit of jazz on jazz violin, jazz piano, because um, it's great to learn to listen and improvise as well as um, actually reading the music as well. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Paul, what about songwriting? <clears throat> yeah, as Sarah said, I, um, I come from a very different background, so I don't come from a like a, a, a you know a traditionally or classically classically trained musical background um so in terms of songwriting i would i would just say you know have the confidence to, i only learned when i was very late i only learned how to play the guitar in my mid 30s and so, started songwriting not not long after that i mean have confidence in yourself yeah i think if you're inspired to write songs there's probably a reason for you to write songs if it's something that you want to do it's something 
you've got inside you. Sorry, go on, Sarah. Yeah. Oh, and I was going to say, I do believe that music is your own journey. That's one thing I've really learned along the years. Um, my oldest student I've ever had was a lady who started violin at 70 years old. Amazing. Took grade one violin and got a merit, which okay. I'm rather proud of. So what I learned was not to compare yourself to others, but to actually take your own journey. Again, I was watching the film The Commitments. Um, so I play the guitar and I've written some songs and yeah. sing and all of that as well. Not not very well, if I'm honest with you, but it's it's not too bad. And I went to see the band Crowded House oh, many, yeah. many years oh, wow. ago um, down in Portsmouth and they were incredible. And I didn't pick up a guitar for two years after watching them <laughs> because they, they were so good that I was like, I can't do that. And then I went to watch the band The Commitments, the tribute band. Um, it was actually some people from the film as well. And I watched and I thought, actually, I can do that. And yeah, I picked yeah. up my guitar again. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, everybody has that place, don't they? You don't have to be perfect as a musician. And I think that's really, really important for everybody to realise. Absolutely, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So we're going to have a listen to uh, some of your tracks fairly shortly. So we're going to have four tracks, OK? Do you know what your first track's going to be yet? Yes. Good, that's <laughs> a great answer. <laughs> The well, second question is, do we know how to play it? Uh, I think so, yeah. We hope so. Do, yeah. Well, we're going to have a little break for some music, and then when we come back, we'll be back with Sarah and Paul with their first track. Made locally in Bath, this is Radio Bath. Radio Bath. So we're back. It's Richard Bovers on here until midday today. And on a story to tell, we've got the Moonlit Poachers, and they're here doing their first track. Paul, tell us what the first track is. The first track is Catastrophe. Have a go. Oh. Oh, two, three, four. I will be a catastrophe And I'll bring it down with me I will be a catastrophe And I'll bring it down with me and I twist and I turn and I rip And you won't let me slip We a hand held in my grip In my grip, yeah I'll be a catastrophe And I bring it down with me I will be a catastrophe and I bring it down with me Things will change in my wake If it's not strong it will break When the ground you're on it will shake It will shake You'll get lost to find your way can't take any more, you will say Can't make it through another day Make it through another day When I'm gone you'll see through To the person that is you Needed me to make it true Needed me to make it true Whoa, whoa, whoa Whoa, whoa, whoa Whoa, whoa, whoa I will be your catastrophe 
gonna bring it down with me. I will be your catastrophe. And I'll bring it down with me. Things will never be the same. When I blow through your field pain, there's no returning here again. Here again. You'll get lost to find your way. Can't take any more. You will say, can't make it through another day. Make it through another day. When I'm gone, you'll see through to the person that is you. Needed me to make you true. Needed me to make you true. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I will be your catastrophe. 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 Be your catastrophe. Give him a big round of applause. <laughs> Yay, you sound amazing, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks very much. <laughs> you know what I love is you're actually performing it as well. I feel like I'm getting my own private concert. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. We do like to give a performance on stage, definitely. Yeah, it's the only way I can sing it. <laughs> I, I either sing it or I don't. <laughs> uh, genuinely looking brilliant, sounding brilliant as well. We'll be back with their second track right after this. Made locally in Bath. This is... Radio Bath. Right, we're back then. It's here with Moonlit Poachers. It's Paul and Sarah, and we're ready for track number two. So, Sarah, introduce this one for us. So, I'm going to be starting this one with my bass guitar, and the track is called Just Remember. Now, 
We'll meet again Me again, I'm sure Me again, I'm sure Just remember I'll be dancing on the sunset Just remember Make the most of what you get, yeah Well, time, yes, running back, it's running back to you Time, yes, running back to you Well, time, yes, running back, it's running back to you Time, yes, running back to you Most of what you get, yeah. Just remember, I'll be dancing on the sunset. Just remember, make the most of what you get, yeah. Just remember, I'll be dancing on the sunset. Just remember, make the most, make the most, make the most of what you get. That's the moon at Poachers there. Give them another big round of applause. Woo! Absolutely fabulous. I love that track. That's a really Thank lovely you. track. Thank you very much. I generally don't know, again, where I'd picture that in regards to acoustic folk. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Just a great track. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> That's how we'd like to label ourselves. Great track. Just just Good great. music. Just great. Generally feel privileged to be here. Uh, so we're here to midday today. Uh, we'll be back with track number three right after this. This is Radio Bath. Radio Bath. 
Right, we're back then. It's here with Moonlit Poachers. It's Paul and Sarah, and we're ready for track number two. So, Sarah, introduce this one for us. So, I'm going to be starting this one with my bass guitar, and the track is called Just Remember. <laughs> to leave had the greatest time but please you must excuse me must excuse me I'm looking back on all the days wouldn't change a single page I've been happy and I've been sad and I've been sad just remember, I'll be dancing on the sunset. Just remember, make the most of what you gain. And I can see through all the years, solid love that counts, the love you need. Solid love that's worth much, love that's worth much here. Love that's worth much here. The angels here knocking on the door. It's time to cross the river now. We'll meet again. Meet again, I'm sure. Meet again, I'm sure. Just remember, I'll be dancing on the sunset. Just remember Make the most of what you get, yeah Well, time, yes, running back It's running back to you Time, yes, running back To you Well, time, yes, running back It's running back to you Time, yes, running back you Back to the earth. 
back to the earth. Just remember, I'll be dancing on the sunset. Just remember, make the most of what you get, you. Just remember, I'll be dancing on the sunset. Just remember, make the most of what you get, you. Just remember, I'll be dancing on the sunset. Just remember, make the most, make the most. Make the most of what you get. There's some moon at Poachers there. Give them another big round of applause. Woo! Absolutely fabulous. I love that track. That's a really Thank lovely you. track. Thank you very much. I generally don't know, again, where I'd picture that in regards to acoustic folk. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Just a great track. Thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah. That's how we'd like to label ourselves. Great track. Just just Good great. music. Just great. Generally feel privileged to be here. Uh, so we're here till midday today. Uh, and we'll be back with track number three right after this. This is Radio Bath. Right, then we're back with our next track. So, Paul, tell us what this track is and what's it about as well. <laughs> It's called Open All The Doors and it's about the importance of good ventilation. That is high quality, it really <laughs> is. Off you go then, guys. No more carry weight Carry weight Carry weight Too long carry weight Carry weight Carry weight Open all the doors Let the light here Set a place at the table Let's make it right And open all the windows Let in the air Call back from exile To your place right here, yeah No more pulling weight Pulling the weight Pulling the weight too long pulling away, pulling away, pulling away. Open all the doors, let in the light here. Set a place at the table, let's make it right. Open all the windows, let in the air. Call back from exile. Your place right here, yeah, it's been a long time, been a long while. I didn't fall, I didn't ride. Here, keep around my bed, and I didn't mind my but out of sight, yeah. Come on in, come on through, put up a chair, I wanna talk to you. Wanna hear what you gotta say, I do, I won't run away, yeah. Now I haven't heard you say my name for so, so long. Now this forgetting. You've forgotten your own song Make way, make space Open your hearts up wide We're coming from the darkness We're bringing back the light Coming from the darkness 
Open all the windows, let in the air, call back from exile, to your place right here, yeah, it's been a long time, been a long while, I didn't phone, I didn't write, he'll keep him round my bed and out in my mind, but out of sight, yeah, come on and come on through, put up a chair, I wanna talk to you, wanna hear what you gotta say, I do, I won't run away, yeah, I do, I won't run away, won't run away, yeah. I too Won't run away, won't run away, yeah. I won't run away, yeah. I won't run away. I won't run away. I too Absolutely amazing again. Now tell us what the special instrument was then, Sarah. Um, they're kind of Indian bells, um, purchased from hobgoblins. And uh, yeah, they're actually, actually really beautiful. They've play got patterns again. on them. I'll play them again. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> and do you know what? I was watching you playing the bass. You've got the violin there, which you warmed up on earlier. And you look more nervous about playing those bells. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> yes. It really stands out if you don't play them in time. <laughs> But your timing was exquisite. So, uh, <laughs> so Samoon and Poetress here on Radio Bath. They're back with their last track very shortly. Made locally in Bath. This, this is Radio Bath. Right, then we're back then with the Moonlit Poacher, Sarah and Paul, with another track. Sarah, tell us about this one. Well, I suppose this is our up-tempo Mexican track, um, and it's called Witch Hazel. Here we go. Uno, dos, uno, dos, tres, cuatro. <laughs> Take the black horse with a black mane to the sea and run She'll be waiting by the gate underneath the setting sun Take this thing and place it deep within her palm yeah. She refuses to say the way it does not match her own, yeah She refuses to say this thing has not yet found its home Look her in the eye, tell her time has come Flies they grow, bloom every May And the pearls fall to the floor and slowly decay Flies they grow, bloom every May And the pearls fall to the floor and slowly decay From the dark earth From the dark seeds Come bright flowers for her head From the dark earth From the dark seeds Come bright flowers For her head 
I should turn to ride the black horse with a black mane from the sea tonight, yeah. You may see the sky turn black, the clouds block out the light, yeah. You may hear the silence sweep across the shoreline like a wave. You will know it was returned, it found its resting place. Beneath the moon, under the stars, in its own time and space. Into the mysteries, you can hear it softly fall. Flies they grow, bloom every May. And the pearls fall to the floor and slowly decay. Flies they grow, bloom every May. And the pearls fall to the floor and slowly decay. From the dark earth, from the dark seeds, come bright flowers for her hair. From the dark earth, from the dark seeds, come ripe flowers for her hair. Flies they grow, bloom every May, and the pearls fall to the floor and slowly decay. Flies they grow, bloom every May, and the pearls blow in the wind, fall to the floor. And slowly decay. Woo. The wonderful sound of the violin as well then. Sarah and Paul, the moonlit poachers. Again, I'm gonna give them a little clap. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> Again, I love the fact that you're performing it so much. It's like a private concert set. Uh, we can't help it, really. I think you just yeah. have to go with the rhythm, don't you? Yeah, you get into it and it yeah. sounds absolutely brilliant. So uh, <laughs> thank you ever so much. Back right after this. Made locally in Bath. This, this is Radio Bath. So we're back. It's the Moonlit Poachers here on Radio Bath with me, Richard Bovelson. First of all, tell us, how did you get on with your songs? Did you enjoy it? Oh, we loved it. Yeah, yeah. we had great fun. We really enjoy performing together and we actually get on really well together and uh, hopefully that comes across in our songs as well. Yeah, very much so. Where can people get your music from as well? Um, okay, so you can get on you, our latest album, Carnival End, is on Spotify. Uh, you can get it on the band, our Bandcamp page, the Moonlit Poachers at Bandcamp. Um, we've got a Facebook page as well where you can get links to all our music and a Twitter page and an Instagram account. Yeah, so have a look on Spotify for Carnival End by the Moonlit Poachers. Oh, you have a lovely radio voice. Thank you. Very soft. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, right, we're on for our quick fire round then. So this is the bit that everybody gets the most nervous about. You can come in and you can perform and you can do loads of stuff, which is great. All of a sudden, there's a load of questions you don't know. You will be fine. Now, everybody gets to know what the first question is, of course. So here we go. What is, and I'm going to ask yourself first, Sarah, what is your favourite ice cream? Okay, so I've had a bit of a change of track on this one because originally I was going to say lavender. I've never heard of it. Never even heard of it. I've never heard of lavender ice cream Mm. either, and it sounds horrific. It does a bit, yeah. I'm quite 
obsessed with the idea of putting lavender in food, actually. And uh, I have a lovely garden. Okay. I like to grow things in my garden. And lavender is one of my favourite flowers. And uh, and I think lavender ice cream sounds like a lovely idea. However, oh, go on. it's not my favourite ice cream I've ever had. Oh, okay, go on. What um, is it? My favourite ice cream was a simple 99 in a sugar oh, cone yeah. that I bought in Hay and Y, a, a festival. Yeah. And it had chocolate in the bottom. And chocolate sauce and a flake. And I have to say, it, it was perfect. Amazing. I was at Hay on Wye last weekend, actually. It's an amazing place. If you've never visited Hay on Wye and you like books, Perf- uh, brilliant. the cinema Go. book place is incredible. They've got 200,000 secondhand books there. Wow. Um, yeah, it's an incredible place. Yeah. So, yeah, Hay on Wye, do visit it if you want to. What about yourself, then, Paul? Um, well, Sarah's kind of made me think of old school ice cream. I was just going to say a flavour, but I do like... Do you remember Funny Feet? I do. <laughs> I do. I like Funny Feet. But I, don't, I don't know if you can get them anymore. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. So that's not really a flavour, is it? So I'll go from the kind of... The common to the slightly more refined. I also like Bacho. Do you know Bacho? No. Oh, it's like this kind of Italian-y one, but I think you can get it here. It's got bits of chocolate and bits of kind of crumbled-uppy biscuit and things. It's quite nice. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm almost dreading the rest of the section for modest with you now. <laughs> but I, if I had to choose between the two, I think I'd go for funny feet. Funny feet, fair enough. I, I, can't, I can't remember it being really soft. That's yeah, my yeah. memory of it. I used to like bite the toes off individually. <laughs> oh no, that's too much. <laughs> but I suppose yeah, it's how to eat your funny feet would be a question. Do you know what? I think we're moving on to the next <laughs> question. <laughs> uh, Paul, are you tidy or messy? Well, if you had to go for one or the other. I would probably say messy, but not disastrously slow. So, but yeah, on the scale of messy to tidy, I suppose I would lean slightly towards the messy. Now, obviously, Sarah, you get you know a preview of what the question is mm, going to be each time it's just around. So, yeah, I would like to call myself creatively messy. Okay, and are you the classic messy person that, even though it's messy, still knows where everything exactly is? Exactly that. Yeah. Try tidying it up, and I'm lost. Yeah, yeah. it's not in your place. <laughs> no. Yeah, very much so. Right then, Sarah. Love or hate roller coasters? Oh, easy. Hate. Hate. Why is that then? Um, I literally just can't do them. They make me feel really ill. I don't trust them. Um, I'd rather keep my feet on the ground and play my bass guitar, to be honest. Now, I, know you can, I know people can't see Sarah, but she genuinely looks quite worried at the I moment. Really, yeah, they yeah. really, really yeah. freak me out. You wouldn't even get me at a fun fair. Okay. I'd rather enough. be on stage playing to 20,000 people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah than being on a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Right, Paul? I 100% it's funny. I'm as equally as passionate against roller coasters as you Yay, are. We've never spoken about this that. before. We've just found something in common. I can remember being ridiculed from a very young age in my family as I was the eldest of three, but I was always the one who just was too scared and would not go on roller coasters. They make noises that sound like they're about to fall apart. <laughs> I don't understand why they're pleasurable or fun. I just don't get it. Like even a co- maybe last month there was the fair, the fun fair. I think it was Melcham. I went with my daughter, and I, you know, like I'd forgotten how much I disliked waltzers. So she managed to persuade me to go on a waltzer, <laughs> and that was an awful, awful experience. So uh, not not to say that Melcham fun fair was lovely, but um, no, I'm definitely I'm not a fan of, We've of that kind of thing. We're going to do a video for a band uh, for our band yeah. soon, and it will not be on a roller coaster. No. We've come to that conclusion. 
Yeah, now, there is a fact that the older you get, the more your um, the liquid in your ears hardens. So as we get older, we do dislike roller coasters even more, and that's why lots of children love waltzers. Whereas as we mature in years, oh, God, then they are horrific. Yeah, they are. I'm glad you agree. So, uh, I think we're all in agreement here, I, aren't we? I, yeah, I love big roller coasters. So I love the big ones where you go up and down and all of that. But I have to say, ones that just spin round, I'm okay with. So my daughter, who's seven, uh, she likes going on the teacups, for instance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm like, no, you can go by yourself. I'll yeah, watch. Yeah. I, the mousetrap. That was one of those little ones. But that was almost as terrifying as an enormous big... Uh, roller coaster, yeah, the mouse trap at Blackpool Pleasure Beach. I remember. Yeah, that. you wouldn't get me on any no. of that. None no, of absolutely <laughs> not. Right, here you go, Paul. Next one. It's, it gets slightly less now. Okay, do you hang your toilet roll over the top or behind the back? Uh, over the top or back? To the side. Same. To the side. Same. To the side. The yeah, same. yeah. Okay. Yeah. To the side. Yeah. How, yeah. how do you do it to the side? Because normally you've got the wall on one side, or is well, it one way you've got... Like a toilet like that, and there's space to the side, and then there's the little toilet hole roller there. So, it's, yeah, it's just to the side. But it's not the toilet roll holder, so it's the actual toilet roll yeah. itself. Yeah. Does it hang over the front, or do you... Oh, sorry, sorry, that's right, okay. right, right, right. Not, right. not, oh, not that's very detailed. Bathroom. Yes, yes, now I understand. Um, wow, I'd never really thought about this before. Generally forward, but I'm definitely not... I, I don't do it the same way every time on purpose. You're not bothered. I'm kind of not bothered, really, yeah. <laughs> you might have guessed that I am bothered. I, 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 I had that. Bit. And mine is to the side, okay. oddly enough. So basically, I have a radiator in my bathroom and it has a little bit going up and you can put yeah. your toilet roll on it. And it has to go the right way as well mm. or else okay. it's not right. It's a bit like kitchen. So you've, you've effectively got a kitchen roll holder for yeah. toilet rolls. Yeah, I suppose yeah. so. Top of the radiator Yeah. and it keeps it warm. Okay, so you've... Okay, this is now putting an image in my head, which I know, yeah. probably didn't really want at this time of the morning, <laughs> yeah. but you're now thinking about warm toilet roll as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a design solution. For, I, for what? Yeah, I, I have to say, I've <laughs> never really thought bottoms. of it being a problem. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> right then, Sarah, changing tack slightly. Uh, do you eat your chocolate from the fridge or out of the cupboard? Right. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> You might have got the idea from the um, ice cream thing. I don't eat a lot of sugar. And okay. when I have chocolate, it's a massive treat. And, well, it wouldn't be from the fridge because it, it would be too hard. Okay. Um, but when I have chocolate, it's the biggest treat ever. Right. And I would just, I wouldn't care. I'd just go for it. Just wherever it was yeah. from, you'd be eating it. Yeah, totally. Okay. And Paul? <laughs> Generally from the cupboard. Unless it gets very hot and it's starting to melt. And then I would put it in the fridge but that's more of a necessity kind of thing rather than a... I do like it. Cold chocolate is nice, actually, every now and again. But, yeah, it's not something that I generally do. Normally, I'll have it from the cupboard, yeah. Fair at, enough. At room temperature. At room temperature. Yes. Now, I'm predicting the answer to the next one, but I will find out. Paul, you first. Uh, do you make your bed in the morning? Um, <laughs> well... Think, I think the hesitation says everything here. Not always, no, to be honest with you. Sometimes, if I remember, but... I'm not, as they say, religious about yeah, my, about that kind of thing, yes. Okay, and I'm going to make a wild guess, Sarah, but let's find out. Well, I imagine my daughter's going to be listening to this, and I'm okay. going to say, yes, of course I make my bed in the morning, and Emily, you need to make your bed too. Okay, well said, yeah. and what's the real answer? <laughs> <laughs> when I get round to it. <laughs> and the follow-up question then is, Sarah, first, do you have cushions on your bed? I do. You do? Okay, yeah. Why? Oh, I don't know, because exactly. it just looks posh. <laughs> looks posh. Okay. Paul? 
You know, I mean, this thing with pillows, I don't get it at all. <laughs> I've just been up at my mum's blesser a few weeks ago, but that was the sofa, but the, there's nowhere to sit on the sofa for the amount of pillows she's got. So, I, obviously, I have pillows to sleep on, but I don't have, like, loads of... Is that the question? I have yeah, cushions. Yeah, yeah. Extra yeah. cushions on Cushions, yeah. sorry, yes. No, I don't yeah. have extra cushions. No, yeah. fair enough. I'm, I'm with you on that. Right, yeah. Paul, what is your favourite breakfast? Ooh, favourite breakfast. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be the, a, a full... A full, full English. A full cum bre- cooked breakfast, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have it, you know, every day, maybe just every second day or something like that. But, yeah. And Sarah... Well, you might have guessed that the moon that poachers seem to be foodies at heart. Mm. And I would say my favourite breakfast would be almond croissants Ooh. with a very nice cup of coffee. OK, that's, that's mm. almost like posh again. I think so you're getting got, the idea. There needs to be some class in the moonlit poachers, and it definitely doesn't come from me. So <laughs> I'm the posh one. You know, in the worst joke ever, I was expecting you to say eggs, and how would they be done? They'd be um, poached, of course. Oh, yeah, we, <laughs> we missed that. We missed that. We'll remember we missed that. that. Yeah, That's yeah. going in our act, though. There we'll you go. That. You had that chance, but, you know, I had to say it Sorry. for you. Right, now, as... You know, professional singers, uh, this next question, and feel free to do it or feel free to Ooh. not do it. Okay? Don't challenge us. We, we've had people do it, we've had people not do it, and that's absolutely fine. So, Sarah, go with you first. What is your go-to karaoke song? Can anybody find me somebody to Oh, that sounds amazing. Very good. Very good. I did that in Bath not so long ago. I went did to karaoke, you? my first ever karaoke night and I had a brilliant time. Oh, amazing. Where did you go in Bath for that then? I think it was the Royal Oak, was okay, it? Okay, the Royal Oak? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and a really nice bunch of people, I have to say. Really nice. Oh. And we had a lot of fun. Fantastic. Paul, there's no pressure. I know, yeah, gosh. <laughs> I'm glad I came after you, Sarah, stealing <laughs> the show there. It's such a long time since I've what did I do the last time I did karaoke? Um, it's a long, long time ago. Um, I might have to, I might have to pass on this. One. We can come back to you if you want. If it comes, yeah, come. if it comes back to you, then you can jump in at any point. Yeah, he's off in the distance. It might have been like, oh, I think I did a recent one, and I did like, oh, what's that, Millie? Van- no, that uh, Vanilla Ice. Oh, ice, my, ice baby. Ice. Ice baby, <laughs> ding 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 ding. <laughs> what is it? Mm, collaborate and listen. Ice is back with a brand new edition. Something, yeah. So obviously, I was doing the karaoke with my daughter, so she knows the full verses and all the words. So I had to kind of half join in with her. So yeah, it was that. Classy, yeah. It's of all the songs in the world, that was probably the least one that I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> very good. If it leads, it may lead to a revival of that song in the. The Bath and Wiltshire area. Is that what we're and I'll take full call? responsibility for that. Yes. Yeah, that's maybe we should have done that as the cover. The cover we could have done that today, a bit well, of vanilla ice. It, it could start off with Sarah's rendition of Somebody to Love by Queen. By Queen. Mm. And yeah. then it kind of obviously then just drops Morphs. into Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> yeah. So a, bit it, of, a bit of rapping. Wow. Yeah. There you a go. mashup. So you now have your next project, okay? Yeah, yeah. And I, I'll promise you this, okay? So live on radio, I'm going to promise you this. If you do that and you record it, I will play it. Okay. okay. So, oh gosh, that's a that's a that's a challenge. Yeah. There, there is a challenge for you, right, Sarah? What is your favourite TV program or film? It could be current or in the past. Ooh, oh, ah, now I can tell you this. 
It's Doctor Who. Okay. And not only that, I've been in it. Oh, go on and yeah. tell us. I was um, in the front of a bomber plane and I was zapped by a monk alien. Of course you were. Mm. Yeah. And so how did you get that part, first of all? Well, um, you might have guessed that I do like performing. I will use any excuse to perform. And I was a supporting artist for quite some time. Met some really great people. And um, I've also got a degree in drama. I suppose that helps. And uh, one day my um, agency said, we're going to send you a script and it's for Doctor Who. And I basically said, cancel my whole life. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. And they took me to RAF St Athens and I got to be on the front of a bomber and zapped by an alien. Well, that's okay. a good story. That yeah. is a good story. There's no pressure, Paul, to follow I that know, up. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know, yeah, OK. Um, I was thinking about that. I don't know one that I really remember from childhood. I don't know if anyone else remembers it. Can I remember, well, Stig of the Dump? Yeah, yeah, Stig oh, of the Dump, yeah. yeah, yeah. I loved Stig of the Dump. Stig of the Dump's yeah. great. I absolutely loved Stig of the Dump. Yeah, I used to kind of, yeah, like, muddy myself up and go to the kind of park behind my mum and dad's house and pretend to be Stig <laughs> of the Dump. I see that, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> and mom, you know, the they dump. were worried about me. They'd kind of go and find out where I was once every two weeks or something like that, you know, just to make sure um, that I was still alive. Yeah, so Stig of the Dump, I loved that. Um, being a bit of a footy fan, I like match of the day as well. Oh, that's a normal um, match of the day. Yeah. So who is your team? Oh, I'm a Celtic fan. A Celtic fan? Yeah, Why a Celtic fan? I was born in Glasgow. Right. Yeah, of Glaswegian parents, so I didn't really have much choice, really. No, that's um, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe those two. Loads like, but yeah, stick of the dump me is a favourite, yeah. Amazing. Right, two questions to go then. So, Paul, you get this one first. He's slightly deeper now, just to oh, let you okay. know. Okay. Ooh. So, Paul, if you came back in your next life as an animal, which one would you be and why? Um, hmm. Oh, I think it'd have to be some kind of ocean animal, dwelling animal. Maybe, I was thinking I was going to say a whale. But maybe, like, maybe a porpoise or a, or a dolphin. I just think it would be amazing. I would love to, yeah, I'd love to live under the sea and see what it was like to spend your whole life living under the sea, having that agility. There's so much to explore. Because I, I think the freedom, more than half of the, the Earth's surface is, is, is ocean, isn't it? So you can explore all that. Yeah. I think maybe, yeah, maybe a dolphin because they're so agile and fast and, and things. Very that, good. That's what I'd go for. Error. Well, some people would already say that I already have a lot of uh, this, this animal's qualities and I would definitely be a cat because mm. uh, I'm a very cat-like person. Cat is the most popular answer. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. 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 yeah they can I like um, cuddling up in front of my fire and uh, relaxing and chilling out. Sounds fantastic. Right, your last question. And as I always say, this is generally my favourite question that I ever get to ask. OK, so Sarah, first of all, for yourself, where is your happy place? Ooh, music. Music, okay. Any particular place in mind? So if you think into this particular place and you go, that's a great memory. Oh, a great memory. My my favourite happy place memory. Uh, well, I've had so many. I've done a lot of things. I've played to 20,000 people live and that was pretty amazing. And where um, was that? That was the festival called Cropperdy, Fairport Conventions Festival. And I've got to say that was a wonderful moment for me to, to look out and see 20,000 people is pretty exciting. Amazing. So your happy place is music in general, though. Absolutely. But lots of it, lo all different kinds. Fabulous. Paul. Um, so like a place. Yeah. I mean, it sounds a bit naff, but it is true. Um, when I'm with my daughter, that that is my happy place. But I suppose in in 
geographically, when I was, as I said, I was born in, in Glasgow, though I don't have the accent, but when we go up, I've just returned from the Isle of Skye once, sometimes when I get beyond Glencoe, my whole kind of body just relaxes in some way. And also we had a lot of family from Ireland, so when I go over to Donegal, a lot of my, gra- my grandparents on both sides are Irish. And when I go over to Donegal, I feel very... Uh, no, no, they don't think... That, they know that I'm not from there, but I kind of seem to have a, you know, yeah, feeling of, of that feels like home and that's a place for me. Um, so, yeah, but anywhere with my daughter. Really. Uh, anywhere with your daughter is your happy place. Now my husband and my daughter are going to be very cross <laughs> with me. Yeah. So I'm also going to say... <laughs> <laughs> on holiday in Kefalonia with my family because yeah. actually we've just come back from an amazing holiday. Which part of Kefalonia were you in? I've been there many times. Oh, right. Uh, it was a lovely little village and I cannot remember what it's called and I'm not entirely sure I want to tell anyone because it's a really, oh, yeah. really okay. tiny little Good village. Thinking. Fair enough. Um, with an amazing beach and it's the perfect holiday destination. You'll have to tell me off air later. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't been back to Kefalonia for over 20 years. Uh, yeah, I used to go to Lassie and really enjoy it there. Ah, yeah, so um, I've been there three times. And, um, yeah, the first time was in 94. The airport was like a little shack. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was a bit scared it was going to be sort of all changed, but it's still lovely. It's still the same. Still good. Absolutely. Um, guys, you've been absolutely fantastic today. Remind us again where people can hear your music from and where we can see you next live. Okay, so we're the Moonlit Poachers. Um, you can find our album Carnival End on Spotify. If you look up Moonlit Poachers, you'll see all of the work that we've done. And we're also on Bandcamp. And we've got a Facebook page. If you look up the Moonlit Fo- Poachers on Facebook, um, you will find us there. Um, well, yeah. Next gig. Yeah. Also iTunes and Amazon and all the digital yeah. formats. We're, all, we're on all we're of everywhere. those. Yeah, we're everywhere. Yeah, then, then we have a gig on the 20th of August, which is a Sunday at the Bristol Fringe. Coming up soon. Coming up soon. Then we have a, a gig at the Golden Lion in Bristol on what date? It's in September. I think the 14th. <laughs> That's yeah. a Sunday. It'll be on their Facebook page, everyone. It'll be on our Facebook page. We exactly. are keen to play venues in Bath and around Wiltshire yeah. um, very soon. So anybody who wants to book us, we're, we're open. You know how to get hold of Yeah. Yeah, do get hold of them via the Facebook page or via all the usual means as well. Uh, guys, you've been absolutely fantastic. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you. We've had a great time. Yeah, well, thank, thanks very much for inviting us. We've had a lovely time. That's our pleasure. And uh, we hope to get you back in here soon for another Live Lounge. Oh, we'd love okay. to come back. Thank you. Thank you. So that was the Moonlit Poachers. I hope you really enjoyed that. It's been me, Richard Bovesan, here every Thursday between 10 and 12. And I'm back next week with another fabulous guest on A Story to Tell.